look, everybody, it's Alec Guinness. Hello, everyone. This is Alec Guinness. I love Galaxy of Toys podcast. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast. This podcast is a discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. Welcome to our third episode. Can you believe we made it this far? Tonight on the show, as usual, from I Grew Up Star Wars.com, our self confessed OT curmudgeon, Tom. What's up, Tom? Hey, good good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Great. Looking forward to a uh, good podcast. And uh, this uh, message goes out to Jeffrey. Jeff, uh, I swear I'm not going to uh, badmouth the prequels this episode. Can't say that I will again. I probably will again. But Jeff, I will not say anything bad about the ep- uh, the prequels this episode. So this is your episode. All right. Thank, this, you, th- thank you very much. This one's for Jeff. This All, one's for Jeff, baby. This one's for Jeff. Also joining us tonight from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. How are you, Chris? Good, man. How you doing? Not bad. Uh, I think that's what I always say to you when you ask me that. Not bad. Yeah. I'm not doing bad. <laughs> and also joining us tonight, the... Uh, Incomparable. The, the one person the on the show that collects everything. Completists. Vehicles. Uh, figures. Bendums. Uh, Ryan. How are hey, I'm, uh, I'm How are, doing great. How are you? Are you doing okay over there? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week, and looking forward to talking about Star Wars toys. Oh, this isn't the Power Ranger toys podcast. No, no. Oh, uh, yeah. This isn't the dedicated Bendums podcast either, Ryan. So. <laughs> Stand down, buddy. We should start a Bendham's podcast. I bet it'd be the only one. <laughs> yeah, that's, and there's, that's, and there's, that's, that's for sure. There's those five people out there that would just love it. I'm just so disappointed they never made any vehicles for Bendham's. I mean, come on. Do the Ryan, have you ever... I don't have any of the Bendham's, but have you ever tried to put any of them in the in the uh, Kenner or Hasbro vehicles? You know I have it, but now I'm going to have to try uh, that and post yeah. pictures of Take some okay. pictures. I want to. See, I want to see how well they fit. Got to take some pictures of that. Yeah. The only vehicle I would throw some Bendems in is uh, a large cylindrical uh, vehicle that I have uh, right at my in my in my office here. It's uh, kind of silvery, and you throw paper in it and stuff. That'd be probably the best vehicle for Bendems. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Well, <laughs> Well, Tom, if you decide to to do that, I think you should take some photos for the Facebook page as well. Oh, well, that would uh, call for me actually buying or getting Bendoms. Ryan, do you I, uh, you want to sell some of your Bendoms to me? It's a full set. No way, I want to get rid of any. Okay, well, Tom. Last last time I checked on Bendoms, they're uh, they're not very expensive. I I I believe you could probably get a full set for under five bucks well tell you what fellas wow. as you guys are talking further i'm going to go on ebay and see if i can find myself a full set okay <laughs> so uh on to the toys <laughs> i guess bendham's are toys but uh what's going on uh, in the story port right now i've uh i went out today i was at target and toys r us and i found pretty much nothing <laughs> Uh, Ryan, have you been uh, looking out for anything new, and have you found anything in the stores lately? Well, I mean, I've bought everything that's new that's come out. I've got all three of the the kind of vehicles that they've come out with, those smaller vehicles. 
and then the the class one or is it class I can't I can't remember which ones are which but the the three vehicles like Slave One, uh, Jedi Starfighter, and that, and then there's the other smaller vehicles like the MTT droid thingy and all that. And I see those in the new 12 inch, but there's I mean, is there anything new coming out after? <laughs> I don't think so, Chris. I know you're a regular on the uh, toy hunt circuit. Have you yeah, found I, anything? Uh, no, there, there's nothing out there that I'm interested in. I I picked up some of the fighter parts series four. Um, I got the first three series complete, so I'm hoping to complete the uh, the fourth one as well. But besides the fighter parts, there's really there's nothing out there except for you know the the international exclusives, you know the the last Clone Wars wave and the last um, uh, movie heroes wave. So mm-hmm. might have to drive up over to to the border and and just go on a hunt there one of these weekends. But yeah, besides that, there's nothing out there. Yeah, you're not far from Canada, Chris. That's just a uh, short little drive north. Yeah. It's nice. it's interesting that uh the that newer wave of Clone Wars is showing up in Canada, which reminds me that I need to get my passport so I can actually cross the border. We should do a, a Canada toy run sometime in the near future. Yeah, maybe we could do some live coverage for the podcast. Sure. There's a great toy store up there too that I've been to. It's just really? awesome. Like, awesome diorama setup. Uh, Star Wars stuff, He Man, GI Joe, just some awesome stuff. Is well, there's the uh, um, the uh, convention coming up in Vancouver, and they're gonna have uh, who's there? Dave Prowse is gonna be there, so uh, may- maybe that'd be a good opportunity to head up there. Yeah, I went to that convention last year. It was the first year they did it. It's, it's the same convention I'm thinking of, and like um, they, they got the guests and everything. It's kind of a small uh, exhibition floor. And they had a huge turnout, I think far more than they were expecting. I went up with a couple other people, and most of us had bought our tickets in advance, but one of the people didn't. He had to wait in line for like two, two and a half hours to buy his ticket, and then finally to get in. And by the time he got in, we'd gone and circled the floor, gone out for lunch, and come back. So I don't know. If, if they capitalize on the audience that they had last year and really make it an even bigger deal this year and maybe have more space, it could be really awesome. Just bought some Bendoms. Buy it now for uh, <laughs> 12 minutes. <laughs> no, it's just a joke. I'm sorry. I derailed again. Gosh darn it. Sorry, buddy. Oh. So we were talking about Canada and donuts. And what else? What were you? Oh, I think I just pissed off everybody in Canada, too. I'm going to go back to mute. Sorry about that. <laughs> so right now, there's pretty much, you know, not much out, if anything, to buy new. So I was thinking after talking to Chris a little bit last weekend, that maybe we could talk about a time when there was a lot of stuff to buy. And in particular, some of the Midnight Madness sales that went on in the last decade or so, starting with episode one, following up with episode two, episode three, and then the final Midnight Madness sale was at, uh, I think, a Toys R Us only thing at uh, for the Clone Wars uh, movie premiere. Were any of you guys... At the Midnight Madness sales, uh, Tom, I'm going to ask you first, because I know you were collecting modern figures, at least when this started. Were you I, at- Yeah, I was at, oh, uh, yeah, I, I was at the 99 one, 1999, right before, uh, it was, Ryan, were you at Celebration 1? No, I didn't make it to Celebration 1. Oh. I was, uh, I was actually oh. still in college at the time. Okay, well, I was at Celebration 1, got off the plane, uh, on the way back and uh, threw my bags uh, in uh, the apartment and uh, went right to Toys R Us 
for the Midnight Madness after uh, Celebration One, and it was it was awesome. It was awesome because uh, they had all kinds of great figures from an awesome movie. No, but it was uh, it was amazing. There were uh, I was at the uh, South Center South Center Tequila Seattle uh, Toys R Us, and it was. Uh, it was amazing. It was a really good turnout, and everybody seemed pretty, uh, pretty uh, eager to uh, pick up those Darth Mauls. That I, who who came up with the 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 was it kind of an urban legend that the Darth Maul was short packed, so everybody was crazy for those Darth Mauls. Ryan, was that uh, I, I is that still, true? I don't think there was any truth to that. In fact, I remember standing in a Target looking at a wall of action figures and like 75% of it was Darth Maul. And this other guy's standing in the aisle and he says, he says, wow, they got a lot of Darth Mauls. Those are like really rare and they're worth a lot of money. I said, really? They're worth a lot of money. There's a ton of them right here. Well, on the East coast. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I, I never saw him as really short packed or anything. I, I never got that. I was uh, living in Michigan at the time. And I remember, I think that Walmart in my area got, I think they must have got a solid case of Darth Mauls because I went there one time and it was just like almost every figure on the peg was a Darth Maul. So I can't imagine that he just didn't sell and they were just a whole unless it's some unless possibly some crazed collector who bought a bunch of them who was going to hope to sell them for a higher price just returned them. I'm not sure. I suppose that I, could happen. I have no idea. That the uh, that's the that's the rumor that I heard before going in, and um, it was interesting because uh, you know uh, at Celebration One, Columbine had happened just a few days before, so they had really you, you could have gotten Episode One figures there because they were selling them, but then of course they decided not to sell any of the uh, the, the figures with uh, weapons and stuff. So was the midnight was the midnight madness sales were they only Toys R Us or was it any toy? Anybody that wanted to sell them could sell them at midnight. Anybody, I think. Anybody yeah, that sell them. Yeah. I think Toys R Us made the biggest made the biggest deal out of it. I think they, they were the ones who promoted it the most for sure. Because I remember going to going to the nineteen ninety nine one down in uh, Florida at the Toys R Us, and then after Toys R Us, we went straight to a Walmart, and they had put out all the figures as well. So, um, you know, the retail stores definitely put put out their product. Um, in time for for that midnight madness release there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, sure Target did it as well. So yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty electric that day. So yeah, I, people were <clears throat> people were um, coming out of there with just carts and carts of figures, and vehicles. That's what I remember too. Yeah, it was just crazy. So yeah, just nutty. There was a website back then um, which was run by one of the guys who's doing the galactichunter.com website now and it was called the fandommenace.com and on that website that was the first time i saw pictures of episode one figures and it was cool because you know they were all like new characters and you had no idea who qui-gon Jin was and stuff like that so it's pretty exciting at least that's how i remember and uh going to the midnight madness i remember arriving at the uh, the Florida Mall Toys R Us and about like an hour before they opened, and the line was just absolutely ridiculous. It went all around the block, and I couldn't believe the turnout. It was just absolutely crazy, and I think it took almost an hour for us um, to get into the store because they would just only allow people in like twenty at a time or something like that, you know. 
And so it took almost an hour for us to get into the store. But they had so much merchandise that there was still like tons of stuff available. So that was not a problem at all. Yeah, it created quite a glut of merchandise uh, throughout the year. I think it kind of became evident that they went way overboard mm-hmm. on how much stuff they produced. But I think it was a ton of fun just seeing that much stuff show up at once. I did not Absolutely. make it to the to the 1999 Midnight Madness. Um, I think I had to work the next day, and I was just not wanting to stand in line. But I remember the mor- next morning on my lunch going, I think, into a Kmart. And it was, I believe it was like two full aisles of nothing but Star Wars toys, which just seemed crazy and incredible and really got me excited about the film. Well, the uh, the, the whole run, when things started in 95, all the way up to 99, that was just, just going into a store and finding Star Wars figures again. That was that was awesome. So, yeah, I, I remember that with, fond, uh, with, with quite a bit of fondness. So. And... By the by, the next uh, Midnight Madness sale, which happened in 2002, slightly before the release of Attack of the Clones, another one I didn't make it to, but I know it happened. I have to imagine that the anticipation wasn't quite as high as it was for the 1999 one. Chris, did you happen to go to the two, 2002 uh, Midnight yeah. Madness? Yeah, I did, as a matter of fact, and... Um... I had just moved to Seattle a couple of months before that, and I went to the Northgate Toys R Us. And but it wasn't as cool as the uh, the 1999 one. There was definitely a lot less people. But what took the fun out of it for me a little was that I found pretty much all the figures um, about two weeks before that at a Fred Meyer store. So oh. Fred Meyer Fred Meyer leaked the figures back then, and so I already had all the figures at home. So. I just went to the Midnight Madness event just, you know, to see, just for the fun of it, basically, you know. But it was cool because the 501st was out there and they had people, you know, dressed up and, yeah, it was pretty fun. You know, it was, wasn't as big as, as 1999, at least, uh, you know, the way I remember it, but it was still kind of cool to go out there and see the official release of, of the new toys. Were you a little bit surprised that the Attack of the Clones figures didn't really have their own packaging? It was just kind of blended in with the whole, all of the films at, up to that point? Uh, surprised? I wouldn't say. I just never really liked the blue packaging, to be honest with you. You know, I thought it was always kind of lacking something. Uh, the, o- the only good thing about it was that the bubbles were big, so they could, you know, add more accessories with the figures, which I liked. Um, but yeah, not really surprised. I never really thought about it, to be honest with you. And those figures were superposed, if I remember right. They, a lot of them were really, you know. Um, yeah, they were action posed. Yeah, and they had they had magnets and all kinds of crazy things. Lots of magnets, yeah. Lots of action features. And weren't there? Was it Attack of the Clones where they released maybe four? Was it four figures a little bit ahead of the uh, midnight release? Yeah, they had the sneak preview figures. Yeah, did you get those, Ryan? I did. And they also had a sneak preview for episode one. They had the staff with the battle droid uh, early on. Oh, that's, that's right. right. And then they had that uh, that one other Jedi dude, that prequel cool guy. <laughs> yep. Samuel, yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. What's, who is he? Mace, Mace Windu. Mace. I'm not making that up. I really don't know who the guy's name is. Mace Windu, that's right. <laughs> and I find the it kind staff, of funny, Chris, yeah. uh, Chris, that you were at the Northgate store for... Um, for episode two launch, I was actually working at that store at the time. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, I was running register that night. I couldn't, I could not afford anything that night. I was so dang poor, I couldn't buy any of it. 
I collected it up over time, but here I was selling off the figures to all, all these people and just didn't buy anything. It was kind of sad for me. But. So, so Ryan, you were actually working the Midnight Madness. Yeah, I actually worked it for both episode one oh, and episode two. So you were uh, episode. I was on the other side. Yeah. Well, yeah. So and, what was what was it like on the other side? Well, um, the, the it's other kind of side. Funny. Yeah. Uh, for episode one, of course, there was a huge buildup. We got the toys in it for for it for about a month ahead of time or so, and. Uh, I uh, I actually dressed up as Qui Gon Jinn for the uh, the opening, so I was there, and we'd like we'd have this at the if you've ever been to Linwood Washington Toys R Us, there's these big windows in front, and we'd go walk by the line and like hold up a 12 inch Darth Mall or something and make uh-huh. people salivate. We were cruel; it was terrible. And um, oh, okay. So how I got the toys then? Uh, I actually had the toys all about a week ahead of time. And uh, it was kind of a funny story, but I got asked if I would stay. I'd work my evening shift if I'd stay overnight and build a bunch of bikes. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to. And, and they said, well, I'll tell you what. You could go through all the episode one stuff, pull out all the stuff that you want to uh, buy, and you could take it home tonight, but you have to write it all down, and then you pay for it next week when the toys come out. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. So I went through, and I pulled out all this stuff, and I took it all home. I took two giant boxes worth of stuff home. And uh, the, the next week, when I went to pay for it, after everybody had gone through and bought all their episode one stuff, The Midnight Madness, I uh, went to buy mine, and my card got turned down, which was kind of scary because I had all this stuff at home. <laughs> and uh, the, the funniest thing to me was I was using a Toys R Us credit card, a card I'd gotten specifically for buying this stuff. And... Uh, they, they said my they had my card turned down and they were trying to call in and they're like asking well does it look like the person on the ID and I was like he works here we know who this is it turned out it was a spending limit thing like I could only spend so much money as in it was a five like a five hundred dollars spending limit and I was trying to spend seven hundred and fifty dollars you can believe that on episode one merchandise um so that was kind of like my fun and scary thing about episode one because I was just because I have all this unpaid for merchandise at home. Interesting. Now, when you were working, um, was the, were the crowds were they were they excited or were they like? Uh, I, well, I know they were excited, but were they? Um, did they seem to have a good attitude? Most of the shoppers, or were they like, "I'm in to get it now and get out of my way" type people, or or was it, it a, was a little? It was a little of both. You had people who would. Um, just kind of barge in, trying to grab everything they could. Uh, and, you know, we talked about Darth Maul uh, kind of seeming rare, but people were going for him immediately. I think the 12-inch Darth Maul was one of the first things we ran out of. And people were a little crazy about it, just grabbing stuff, cartloads and cartloads of stuff. And then there'd be, like, a little kid looking for something, and we could try um, try to find uh, the items for some of those people. But, uh, yeah, you had a little bit of both. And then there was nice people who'd just kind of go around looking, and, and they were enjoying it. Uh, but yeah, there were the crazy people who had to to get everything. It was, and I'm not saying that, of course, I am crazy for buying everything, but uh, they were a little too crazy and just grab and throw it in the cart and try and be as fast as possible. Would run over your grandmother if you got in the way, type of thing. Interesting, Tom. For the episode two Midnight Madness sale, I think that's around the time you were getting out of collecting the modern figures. Were you there? Did you get into those or? Uh, I wasn't doing Midnight Madness, and I don't know the exact timeline where I stopped. I think it was uh, when I stopped was right around when Ifantmon came out. So I don't know when that was. Sometime. 2002 sometime yeah i think that was late summer of 2002 if i'm not (laughs) yeah that sounds about right so that's pretty much the last figures that i picked up and um 
No, I, I didn't. the The only uh, Midnight Madness that I did was '99. So was was there any particular figure that that made you say, you know, the modern figures really aren't for me anymore? I'm gonna just focus on my vintage collection and get rid of all this modern stuff. I didn't really get into mint, uh, vintage again until just maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago or so. I just looked at, uh, you know, I looked around and my display was just ridiculous and huge. And I mean, to me, it was huge. And that was, what, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then I had loose, I had carded figures. I was going for the carded, one carded and then one loose. And uh, I had a huge, huge box filled with uh, with loose figures kind of in uh you know, individually wrapped in little sandwich bags and to keep their weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just went, this has got to stop. So I just <laughs> pretty much stopped cold turkey. And yeah. how would I know that uh, it keeps going from here on out? So, Ryan, I can't even imagine. I've seen pictures that you posted, and your collection is ins- <laughs> insanity. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. It's yeah. it's if you ask me, it's beautiful and ins- insanity. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a sight to behold for sure. But you know, man, the the fun thing about collecting is though is that you know everyone has their own idea of you know what their collection should be. So it's fun that I'm kind of glad we don't all and not just us on the podcast, but in general, collectors don't all like do the exact same thing because it's kind of neat to see what other people decide to collect and how they decide to display it and. You know what they think is garbage, what they think is a treasure. I, I like the uh, the range that comes well, to, out of that. To focus on vintage episode four, episode four. To focus on uh, vintage Star Wars, the first movie stuff is is already a universe of craziness. Yeah, I can't even imagine. You know, like Ryan's Ryan's collection where you you've got. 16 different starfighters and 15 different Millennium Falcons and it's uh, I love when you say starfighter man that's just awesome. When I say starfighter? Yeah. Starfighter. You know, like, you know, like X-Way. You you would say X-Way or tie fighter sound like starfighter sounds so vintage. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, moving I'm on to completely the completely off track. No, thanks Chris. We're off track. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna say something bad about the prequels, but I'm gonna mute it here real quick. Well, the thing is, Tom, I can delete any, I can delete those comments out, or I can add your. I think from the past two episodes, I probably have stuff that I cut out for whatever reason. I could probably just add into this episode, like. Well, you know, you know I could. Uh, a couple <laughs> episodes in, you know, you could just <laughs> splice what I say together, right? But, and just say. <laughs> You could say something really crazy like, mm-hmm. I like Darth Maul and episode one <laughs> yeah. is my favorite need, movie. Yeah. We need a little Tom, a little app for that, like a Tom app. Yeah, that'd be that uh, t- Carmudgeon uh, Star Wars guy app. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and the next Midnight Madness, as long as we're covering them, let's keep going. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Chris, uh, what was your experience for the Revenge of the Sith Midnight Madness sale? Um, it was totally awesome. Like I think that was my favorite, uh, my favorite Midnight Madness out of all of them because um, there was just so much going on. And uh, um, what we did is we went up to uh, to Marysville, Washington. Uh, and if you don't know where Marysville is, it's about 
30, 40 minutes north of Seattle. And there's a, a Supercenter Walmart. And we Walmart, went there. Walmart this time. I would have bet that you were headed to, uh, to another Toys R Us. but Right. Well, actually, I'll get to that in a second. But it was oh, okay. a really, really cool weekend. And uh, so what we did is we went up to uh, the Marysville Supercenter Walmart because we thought that, you know, probably up there they're going to have a bigger selection than at Toys R Us. But, um, you know, it was just we, we didn't know. So we just gave it a shot. And we went up there and I think we got there about an hour early before they were supposed to start selling the toys. And uh, I think there was about 50 or 60 people or so in line by the time we got there. And I think I remember seeing Gus up there as well, and, and Earl was there, uh, and I think even Gary was up there as well. But anyways. And those and, the, and, and for those listening, uh, those would be local Seattle collectors. And, of course, Seattle. Gus Lopez, very well-noted Seattle collector. Right. Who? Gus? Gus Lopez? Uh, you know, guys, I talked to Gus a couple weeks ago, and he wants to come on the show and chat with us at some point. So when we when – we, uh, I think we should, you know, make sure uh, we're running on all cylinders before we have them on. But it might be fun to talk with Gus. Anyways, continue, Chris. Please continue. So, uh, <laughs> so it turns out Walmart wasn't wasn't really prepared to have so many people show up, and they only had a small section um, available. So you'd have to go into the aisle, and it was really narrow. So only like four or five people at a time could get to the figures. So uh, I quest, Chris. I'm sorry to cut you off. What what made you go to Walmart instead of, say, Toys R Us this time? You know, I, I don't really know, um, to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. really don't know. Um, but, you know, back then, I don't know if you remember this, but the Linwood Walmart was not 24 hours back then. Those They closed at 10, and they didn't have a Midnight Madness event, and there was no Walmart in Everett either back then. Mm. Um, so... Uh, there weren't really that many choices. There was Toys R Us and, you know, going up to Marysville, right? So, um, but anyway, so Marysville, we didn't really get a lot of figures there because they're just, they had some figures, but again, there are so many people and it took so long uh, to get into that little tiny aisle that, you know, um, most of the figures were gone by the time it was our turn. So, um Right, and then, then we went back down towards Seattle, and we stopped at the Linwood Toys R Us. And um, by then it was like 1.30 in the morning or like a little after 1 or something like that. And I picked up a couple of figures there and just looked around, and there were still a lot of people in the store. And Pick, right, pick that, through for the most part? or Yeah, that's, that's what I remember at least. So I did pick up a few figures there, but... Uh, not as many as I thought I would pick up. The, yeah, not as many as I thought I'd pick up. So, um, so we went to Marysville Walmart and then to the Linwood Toys R Us after that. And then we got home at about like two o'clock, two thirty in the morning, something like that. And then you know I started unpacking the toys because you know you're so excited about it and you you want to check them out and stuff. So yeah, by the time I went to sleep, it was probably about three three thirty or something like that. So it was really late. And then I set my alarm clock because Target the next morning they're supposed to have the exclusive lava reflection vader. And so I wanted to make sure that I'm there at opening uh, to make sure I get a figure. And so I got in line at uh, I think it was like 7:30 or something. They were supposed to open at eight. And 
I uh, went to the Northgate Target, and I think there was like four or five people in line for the figure at that time. And it was kind of cool because, you know, it was such a hectic and busy, busy night because, you know, first going to Marysville Walmart and then the Toys R Us Linwood, uh, Linwood uh, the Toys R Us in Linwood, and then, you know, unpacking the toys and the next morning getting up early and then going to the Target, trying to get that lava, lava reflection Vader. Um, and then so I got the figure. So if somebody came out and they gave out numbers, and so uh, you're pretty much guaranteed uh, to pick up a figure once they open. So that was kind of cool. And then once I had that figure, I drove up to the Linwood Walmart because they had set up a tent in in the parking lot. And that tent, they only had Star Wars merchandise in there, um, which was totally awesome. And, and the reason I actually went there was because of the... Uh, the early bird kit that they had. Yeah, yeah, I uh I remember that one too, Chris. I remember that one. Yeah. So so anyway, so I went back up to the Linwood uh Toys R Us because they had the tent set up in the parking lot. And um I remember taking pictures of it, but I you know, back then two thousand five, I I think I lost those pictures, but I remember that was really, really cool because the whole tent was just full of Star Wars merchandise from, you know, calendars and mugs and you know, of course the, the early bird kit. And um so, you know, talking about the Midnight Madness for the Revenge of the Sith, the whole weekend was just really about the toys and, and just going from one store to the other and just, you know, toy hunting. And got to be honest, I, I loved that. Like, I loved just, you know, hitting one store after another and, and just meeting fellow collectors and uh, even running into the same people at, you know, different stores was just cool because, you know, you know, everybody was hunting for figures. So um, it was a really cool experience, I thought. I think the thrill of the hunt was uh, definitely better than having the toy sitting on a shelf. Looking for them was definitely more fun than, than anything that I can remember as far as figure collecting goes. Chris, right. Chris, I didn't get one of those Walmart early bird packages, and I wish I would have picked one up. I, I, it's something that I've been meaning to pick up for a while now. I just never either remember or get to it. But was it similar? Did you have to mail it away? Ma- <clears throat> Sorry, did you have to mail away for the figures? Is that what it was? Uh, yes. Okay, so it was very similar to the original early bird set then. Yes. Just mark. except um, the uh, the package came in a, in a clear plastic kind of packaging, so you could keep it mint, basically, like the cardboard backdrop, you know. Uh huh. Um, so that was nice. I mean, if you collect it and you, you want to have a mint piece, then that, that was cool. Interesting. Yeah, there was a uh, Walmart in Chehalis that I went to um, that had the same things, and if I understand or remember correctly, it was just a limited number of walmarts in washington that had them so apparently chris went to the linwood one i went to the uh the uh chehalis one which is about um hour and a half south heading down i-5 from seattle and uh, i did the uh, rock the old tent thing there in front of the uh, walmart there as well and uh, i picked up a few of those uh, uh early bird kits too and those were those were cool i still have one it's uh, sitting at my desk at work so i so think with the the midnight madness for revenge of the sith was that i didn't feel like the toys that they put out sat on the shelves forever it, it kind of felt like it was still worth going out hunting like two weeks after and and actually finding uh new figures so it was not like episode one or you know even episode two where i felt like the figures were just not moving off the shelves yeah i remember uh what you know, I missed, again, I missed that Midnight Madness sale for Revenge of the Sith. I missed the 
the first three. But again, the next day I went to the store and I was so excited to see Chewbacca, uh, was it like Chewbacca, C-3PO, Emperor's Royal Guard, all these like original trilogy characters. But but I knew they were going to be in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really cool to see. And uh, I... I just thought it was just I th- well I wasn't so crazy about the packaging itself I thought it was really exciting to see the original trilogy designs uh in the packaging knowing that that that, that was going to actually be in the movie. Yeah actually um I hit the uh the Revenge of the Sith launch in the morning the next day and like Chris I was actually at the uh, Linwood Walmart to get that early bird kit. And uh, I went to my main stuff I bought at Target in Woodenville. And the one thing I remember is that Royal Guard that you mentioned. Um, they had two versions. There was a blue Senate Guard and the red Royal Guard. And not all the stores got both. Like, you you go to one store and you'd see just the red guard. And you go to the other one and you'd see just the blue. That kind of helped with the, the fun of the hunt, too. Definitely. So right. I guess if that was Fallout for the uh, Revenge of the Sith Midnight Madness, then I guess, yeah, I guess I have to say I was there that next morning, I suppose. Or whatever that was. Cool. And so far, the most recent Midnight Madness sale was held to promote toys for the Clone Wars animated feature that came out in theaters, I believe, August of 2008. Is that right, Ryan? That sounds about right, because I remember they released uh, the toys uh, July 26th, exactly. It's a good memory. Well, it was the day before my birthday. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I, and that was the first Midnight Madness sale that I had gone to, and I had I thought it was a ton of fun. I went to Toys R Us with my wife, and we kind of split up, and we were able to find I, most of the figures. You guys split up during Midnight Madness? That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I misunderstood. That. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. But but what I was really gunning for was that first day of issue Yarna. I really wanted that uh-huh. figure. <laughs> I was so excited that that figure was being made, and I thought it would be in short supply. I thought it would be you know underproduced, and that only you know, only a few would be made. So. I really thought it was going to be a desirable character, and I, I love Return of the Jedi figures, and so I was crazy to get that figure. Fortunately, I got mine before they were sold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that store still have pegs too? Or? I saw Yarna's on the pegs at a uh, Toys R Us in Tacoma, which uh, is about 45 minutes south of where I live. Uh, I think I saw seven Yarnas still on the peg. This is five, what, five years later, almost. Wow. Who, who doesn't want an elderly lady dressed in rags with six boobs? It's, what a figure. <laughs> well, I know... They Count had, me in for six. I know they had worked on some prototypes for that figure, for the, vin- the vintage line in 84 or something. I think they were working on maybe that's, putting that's right. that out. Mm-hmm. But I guess Kenner wisely decided not to put that figure out as little kids probably wouldn't have bought it. And Hasbro just said, we're putting it out. I'm we're, still... putting it, we're putting it out, damn it. Kids <laughs> want an old lady figure. I'm so glad they made it. I, I think it looks great on my uh, Jabba's uh, palace diorama. But, yeah, they definitely overproduced that figure. But that was a fun Midnight Madness nonetheless. And I was really excited. I think the, the big Millennium Falcon came out and the ATTE and a bunch of 
Clone Wars figures, which I I was not going to buy at first because they they had that animated look, which I at first I didn't like, but I eventually did buy those figures and think they're quite nice. Uh, Ryan, were you were you at the Midnight Madness for uh, uh, yeah, Clone Wars? I, I was. I actually did. I did both. Like I went to the Linwood Toys R Us at Midnight Madness and I bought my Millennium Falcon that night. I had like a coupon for Toys R Us. So I wanted to buy it there. And as I mentioned, uh, that was actually the day before my birthday. And I told my parents, uh, you know, you want to get me something for my birthday? Take me shopping. And so the next morning we went shopping. And we went to, I remember the the uh, Target and uh, we went to Walmart Toys R Us. And I got almost every figure I was looking for that day. Uh, but, yeah, I remember getting the ATTE and all because they had the, the new Clone Wars and the new Saga figures. Uh, I think they had a couple smaller vehicles that I bought later on, but I seem to remember the Ewok 2-pack being the hardest one to find out of all that. Yeah. Chris, what are your memories from the Clone Wars Midnight Madness sale from July of 2008? Um, it was nice. It was To me, it wasn't as big as Revenge of the Sith or any of the previous Midnight Madness events, but it was so cool. Um, I, I went to that Linwood Toys R Us um, at midnight, and after that, I went up to the uh, the new Walmart that they had just finished. That was the uh, Everett Walmart, and uh, picked up some figures there as well. So I only hit two stores for that Midnight Madness event. It wasn't as exciting as as the previous event for me, at least. So, um, it was so cool to see the new packaging and um, see the new toys. So, <laughs> what did uh, what did you think of the first day of issue stickers that they placed on all of those? Uh, you know, for me, that really never mattered because I don't really collect carded figures. Um, so I really didn't care about them at all. Now, I had heard that there were actually more figures released for some for that first wave, that say first day of issue, than were released after that for like, you know, refresher, refresher boxes. So I, I, I've heard that the first day of release actually are the more common figures, although not that it would be make them any more collectible. Those stickers are very easy to remove from the packaging. Yeah. In fact, uh, going along with what Chris was saying about not being a carded collector, I had done um, carded, a carded set of original trilogy characters up until that point. I hated those cards so much and did not feel that I could really afford to keep the carded set going. I actually stopped carded collecting right then and there. Um, I've actually gone back and bought a few of them now, and I'm considering going back and buying all of them, but um, at that point, and those cards were terrible. The stupid Stormtrooper and Clone Trooper cards were just awful. Yeah, just too much just too much white, kind of boring. So do you guys remember what the exclusive... Because um, Toys R Us had an exclusive figure for the Midnight Madness event, right? That was that whole yes. Yes. John Grievous? Yes. Yes. Do you want, yeah, do you yeah, want one? <laughs> I have an extra, I think. Hey guys, I just bought a new Buy It Now uh, Jar Jar Vendum for about two ninety five. That's a pretty good deal. So. Sorry to barge in here. Hey, hey, I'm real excited about it. Yeah, sorry. And I think something we didn't bring up is that this the Midnight Madness sale. The the new Legacy figures wasn't that the first? Weren't those the first Build a Droid figures? Yes. Yes. Yes, they were. Did uh Did you approve of that concept, Ryan, or what was your thought on that? Yeah, I thought it was great, especially as being a completist where you're going to buy every figure in the wave anyway. Well, now I buy four or six figures and I get another figure for free. And so it was, it was kind of a cool concept that all of a sudden we got all these extra astromechs 
And then uh, we got more three uh, POs, and there was a couple other ones like they, they had the Clone Wars droid from the Tartakovsky series in there. Oh um, yeah, I thought it was a cool concept. I really liked it. Didn't they have the Phase One Dark Trooper in there too from uh, Dark Forces? That was um, actually that was a Walmart exclusive. They did a bunch of two packs, and each one came with a piece for the the, the Dark Trooper, and that's where that came in. Oh okay. Well, that's Tom, still so cool. Tom, how did you know that? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm a big Dark Forces uh, <laughs> video game fan, so oh, I, I, okay. I did okay. I did like that one. Oh, okay. That was cool. And uh, the the Phase Three Dark Trooper uh, when that came out some years before that was was one of my favorites too. So yeah, that that actually that that figure holds up. I think it still looks like a pretty cool figure. Yep, for sure. Sorry to derail a second time. No, it's okay. And that was pretty. That was it. Not pretty much it. That was it for as far as Midnight Madness sales go. I don't think there have been any other since. But with more films coming up, I can hope or imagine there would be more more chances for them to do those kind of promotions. I think it would be really exciting for Episode 7 to do a full-out Midnight Madness um, extravaganza because everyone's going to want to get the... Uh, the 70-year-old Han Solo figure and the... <laughs> and the geriatric colostomy bag Princess Leia. Yeah. Sure. You know, the thing about... Yeah, yeah, and Carrie Fisher, she's actually... She might look old, but she's actually not that old. I think she's in her mid-50s. D- disclaimer, guys. If, if we're going to go this route talking about the new, the new movies, uh-huh. I, I, please don't... Please don't uh, comment on the podcast website, Facebook website, that, that you're offended... By talking about old Han Solo and Luke yeah. Skywalker, Princess Leia, please, please, I beg <laughs> I've, I'm already distraught I, about what I said about from Episode Two, and <laughs> just just leave it be. If you've got if you've got a grievance with me, send me a PM, but just keep it off the website. Or just go to the I Grew Up Star Wars dot com <laughs> Facebook page where you can <laughs> have, exactly. have more direct access to Tom. Hit me up, admin at igrowupstarwars.com. Tell me what you think, and I will buy you a cookie and send it to you. <laughs> I per- I don't care how old the actors are. I'm glad. I'm. I think they're all coming back, and I'm glad they are. I cannot wait to see see those actors play those characters again. I'm, oh yeah. You know, there's only one Luke Skywalker and one Han Solo. Yes. One. Well, there. a lot of you know makeup and stuff is it really does work so i've i think it's going to be good i hope it's going to be good so yeah i'm I'm excited i'm as listen guys i'm as excited about the new star wars movies as i was before the prequels came out how's that for real yeah yeah that's cool there you go that's huge (laughs) it's huge it is huge it's a second huge it's a second chance to get the kind of movies that we were hoping for so Breaking news, Tom is more excited for <laughs> post-OT movies. So in two years from now, two years from now, if we're still doing this podcast, we'll have to revisit this and see if uh, it lives up to what we were thinking today. All right, guys, I appreciate getting your thoughts on the Midnight Madness sales, and I really am looking forward to hopefully more Midnight Madness sales for Episode 7, 8, 9, the Yoda movie, the Ben Kenobi movie. The Boba Fett movie, the Lobot movie, <laughs> the Rick Lee movie. <laughs> yes, the Rick Lee movie and the Seal Bibble. I want like a buddy movie with Seal Bibble, Rick Lee, and maybe Lobot. And maybe Richard, the... Richard Pryor. And Granny Ace. 
Richard yeah, Pryor's Granny Awing. Granny Awing. not alive anymore, Tom. I don't think. Well, you know, oh, I've mean, never stopped anybody before. Well, you know, I think Lucas bought a bunch of likenesses of a bunch of famous celebrities that had passed away. Maybe, maybe he has the rights to. Or maybe you could do Bill Cosby as Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's uh, gonna wrap it up for for tonight. <laughs> Next episode, we're considering uh, maybe an episode dedicated to toy stores of our childhood past. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to talk about uh, the stores, what you could find, what you couldn't find, and how you found out about stuff without an internet connection. I want to thank again my co-hosts tonight for, for joining us. Tom, thanks again for showing up. Everybody, uh, check out igrowupstarwars.com. Awesome videos, great slideshow, uh, fun and mirth for all. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. And Chris B. from JediBusiness.com. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you back. And Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, for those people who have been enjoying the pictures I've been putting up on Facebook, uh, I should start to have some diorama pictures I'm going to start putting up this next week. So if you get excited about some of that stuff, uh, it's coming soon. Yeah, I just have to say, Ryan, the photos you've been putting up on our Facebook page are really awesome. So keep up with it. I love looking at those. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah, I, I finally got like all the boxes unpacked at my place now, and I'm pretty much very close to setting things up. I actually have about three small dioramas set up at this point. Awesome. awesome. And when I get my uh, bendums in next week, I will be posting pictures of those. <laughs> And, and Ryan, don't forget, post after Tom gets – no, don't wait for Tom to post his pictures. Post some pictures of the Bendoms in the uh, Hasbro or Kenner vehicles. I really want to see oh, yeah. how yeah, that so looks. Let me write that one down so I remember to do that. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Galaxy of Toys podcast. Remember, you can always find us at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio, we're on iTunes, and you can also find us on Podbean. We'd love to know what you think about the show, so if you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com, or just send us a message on our Facebook page. That'll be it for tonight. So, uh, Tom, maybe you could take us out this time. Just one more time, friends. I forgot the the, the lyrics. I really have to uh, remember those. Okay. I will uh, sing in unison with B. B. Arthur. Okay. That would be super awesome. So, so, so at this point, I guess we will hand it over to B. Arthur, also known as Akmina. So, good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams Just one more song, friend And then so long, friend The nights get shorter, it seems Just one more rhyme, friend Yes, it's a crime, friend But you know time, friend Time can fly so it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.